This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Christy Ogle. Christy is the co-founder and CEO of five different companies. Christy's biggest company is Sometimes Spouse, which she is the co-founder, and there are multiple franchises throughout five different states. Christy is a supporter of many charities all over the country. Christy is also the co-founder of Sometimes Love, a nonprofit that helps those diagnosed with cancer to help get around the house. Thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Roman. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? So actually before Sometimes Spouse, in my former life, I was a social worker and I was living paycheck to paycheck. So uh, I worked 60, 80 hours a week. I didn't get to see my family very much. And one day I was settling in to work one day and I was getting ready to work on my computer and all of this uh, sudden my phone rings and it's my baby brother. And he tells me that my grandmother who helped raise me, I was a farm girl, grew up on the farm with grandma and grandpa. I was always with them while my parents were in college and I had gotten sick and they didn't expect her to make it through the night. So immediately I went into my supervisor. I was in Texas at the time, Green was in Missouri. And I went into my supervisor and I said, you know what, I have to leave. Uh, I gotta go say goodbye to my grandmother. She helped raise me. She was my second mom. I was at her house more than I ever was with my mom and she goes well I am sorry but you can't leave you're the only one that can do your job and I said you know what I've got to go this is my grandma this is the last time I'm going to see her and she said no if you leave you're not going to have a job and I had three kids three babies and a mortgage to pay so that day I decided to stay at work and not go say goodbye to my grandmother and thank God my brother was a millennial and he knew how to do Skype and he walked me through it. And I got to say goodbye to my grandmother um, that night. And the last thing she said to me after we exchanged pleasantries, I called her old lady and she called me heifer all the time. She said, Christy, you have an amazing family. You've built an amazing family. And she said, always keep your family first. And Roman, that just hit me like a ton of bricks because I hadn't done it that day. That day I chose that paycheck, that job over my family, and I didn't get to go get that last hug from grandma, that last kiss, that last goodbye. Instead, it was done via computer. And that evening she did pass away. But thank God my family had her funeral on the weekend so I could go and say goodbye to her. And I was, as I was standing there in the graveyard saying goodbye to grandma, I felt something else hit me like a ton of bricks. It said, don't live a box life. And I thought, what does that mean? So I started thinking about grandma's life and grandma had lived a box life. She had 21 brothers and sisters, seven children, 21 grandkids, nine um, great grandkids when she passed away. And she had this amazing family and she taught us to create that family bond. 
But Roman, she never held a driver's license. She never worked outside the home. She only stayed at home uh, as a farmer's wife. Of course, she worked out in the farm, but she never traveled. She lived in this box within three miles of her house. And she'd watch TV all day, just waiting for that phone to ring or waiting for somebody to stop by because she was stuck in the house always for 90 plus years of her life. So that said to me, Christy, you need to look at your life. So I went home and I started evaluating my life and I looked at my life and I'd wake up in the morning and I'd eat a box cereal and then I'd uh, send my kids to school in the box and then I'd drive to work in a box car and I'd work on a box all day long where then I'd drive the box car home and I'd watch a box for three or four hours a night and make a box dinner because all we could afford back then was hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. And I'd go to sleep and I'd wake up and I'd live that box life on repeat over and over again, day after day. And I realized I'm living the same sort of box life that Grand did. I want to put my family first. So one day while I was watching the box, there was a uh, news story, Lester Holt on NBC News, talks about this woman who broke out of her box life of working for the corporate world and never being able to be there for her family and starting an organization business. And I thought, well, if this woman can do that, then I can start a business too. And she'd replaced her income within the first year of her business. And I thought, well, I could do that too. But instead of an organization business, I'm going to do a handyman in the household cleaning business. And that's what we did. By living that box life and watching that box, one day it came to me to start this business called Sometimes Spouse, which was a handyman and household business. And we broke out of that box. Uh, We worked on it part-time in the evenings and weekends, about 10 to 12 hours a week. And now I have a business empire that I'm helping other people put their family first to break out of that box life program. No, that's great. And I think it's important. And also, like you mentioned, I think any place that makes you choose between your job and your family is most likely not the place you should be working. Um, And in terms of uh, your grandmother passing, I had to uh, deal with my uh, grandfather passing this year. And I was by his kind of side by the, the hospital bed for like 10 days straight. So it's kind of nerve wracking and it was great to be there for kind of my goodbyes. And I can't imagine how it was in terms of your, you know, emotion, not being able to go and do it in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was heartbreaking, but I'm a firm believer that life happens for you, not to you. If that wouldn't happen to me, I'd still be living that box life. I'd still be living paycheck to paycheck and kind of numbing out on, you know, having that television control my life. Uh, so I'm, I'm fortunate that it actually got me to break out of that. I think everything is a learning experience, like you said, positive or negative. So obviously you go through rough times in life and you learn from it and, you know, it helps you elevate to the next uh, level or next journey of your life. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I believe that too. So what motivates you to succeed? My family, what I do, everything I do in every business that I run, it's really to put family first, not just for me, uh, but also for other families. In the beginning, it was to make, you know, a couple extra, couple hundred extra bucks a month so that I could afford to give my children the things that they deserve to have. But now it is 
to serve others and help them to put family first, to enable them to break out of that box life, that average life, that mediocre life, and be able to have that freedom and flexibility to put their family first, but also make great money while doing it. I help people all the time be able to put their family first, whether it's our customers, our employees, or our franchisees. Yeah, I think it's a, that's an important core pillar and important to uh, focus your uh, company kind of mantra on because obviously if you provide that for your employees, they're going to be happy employees when they can obviously spend more time with their family and put their family first. Yes, sir. You're exactly right. So what's one weakness that you may have had in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? You know, this is the second time I've actually been asked this today. Probably my, or I know what it is, my biggest weakness is definitely my ego. That you let your ego get in the way of really where you want to go. So um, when we were starting Sometimes Spouse, we built like, we built a seven figure business within a few years. Then we started franchising and I franchised three uh, franchises in one day, which I didn't even know was possible. And I remember at the end of that day, I thought, man, is this all there is? Like I did it, like I sold, brought in six figures within one day, but is this it? And that's when I kind of realized my ego was the thing that was really driving me. So I had to learn to tear that all down and come from a genuine place and care about people and adding value and adding value and being happy with my life, whether it's I'm bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars in one day or I'm bringing in a thousand dollars in one day. I've got to have that ego in check or I'm never going to be happy. I agree. And I think as uh, people progress in their careers and their lives, they develop a greater kind of uh, emotional IQ. And that also helps with that in terms of how they deal with the situations and kind of also keeping that uh, ego in check. Oh, definitely. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, either personal or professional? Personal and professional. How about that? It's the same thing. That works. I believe that people really need to put their family first. The average family spends about 36 minutes together a day. And usually it's on a screen of some sort. They're on that remote control of their lives, their cell phone, they're on a tablet, they're on a a computer, they're watching TV, they're zoning out on Netflix. It would be to put your family first, put that phone down, quit watching Netflix, on your deathbed, nobody's going to remember the best Netflix show that you've ever watched or that favorite meme you saw on Facebook. So sit that stuff down and get interested in stuff that your kids are interested in because you only have 940 Saturdays between the day that they're born and the day that they go off to college and they have their own life. So make the most of the time you have with your family. Spend time with them. Make memories. Last night, my 19-year-old daughter wanted to go to a Parks and Recs trivia. So we, the whole family, all five of us, with my best friend and niece, went to a Parks and Rec trivia. And we all had fun and laughed through it. We were terrible at it. But 
we we made memories that are irreplaceable last night and tomorrow i'm going out going with my niece and three of her best friends to uh dallas to go celebrate her birthday and go shopping and i'm not a shopper i don't really like to do it i and we're going with three teenage girls i mean i know it's just i'm gonna have a headache before i even get there but i would rather make memories with them and know that we are a family together instead of zoning out on the phone so put that phone away you have a different life that stuff can come and go like it's not going to be around in five years there's going to be something totally different right make memories interact with your kids get to know your brothers your sisters your nieces your nephews enjoy life because that's truly what we're here for and that family is the first people we have relationships with and you've only got them for a little while yeah i agree and uh i think it's important also when you have some kind of loss and it reevaluates what's really important to some of the uh things that you know are trivial like the materialistic things don't really mean much. All you have, like you said, at the end of the day is memories. Um, I'm personally a foster parent with my wife and we had kids for a year that we thought we were going to adopt and they ended up being reunified with their biological mom. And it's one of those things that you kind of reflect afterwards that, you know, houses, cars, anything can be replaced, but that time and those memories can't. Exactly. I mean, you never know. You could walk out the house tomorrow and it'd all be over. So make the most of today. And I've had, I've, I was in social work before sometimes spouse Roman. So I've been there and it's heartbreaking when that happens. But those girls were brought into your life to teach you and your wife something amazing and make you guys better people. And uh, I know there's something more out there for y'all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yes, sir. I am um, on Facebook under Sometimes Spouse. I've also got um, Christy Kinney Ogle, K-I-N-N-E-Y-O-G-L-E, that they can find me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I haven't gotten on TikTok yet. I haven't figured that out. But uh, I am on all, a lot of the other social media channels. They can also Google Sometimes Spouse and find how to get a hold of me, Rome. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.